Welcome back to The Pulse. This is Rachel, and I am so excited to have with me Borna Riazzi, who is from Fundamentally Sound from University of Wisconsin. He is the president of the group, and we're going to be chatting about Fundamentally Sound, but also about the group's tune, uh, Acapella 101, which was selected to appear not only on Voices Only 2020, but also is their submission for competition for Upstage Aid. So welcome to Borna. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So I'd love to start off asking just first off, like, how are you guys doing? We're doing okay with everything that's been going on lately. Obviously, there's a lot like there's some minor tiffs here and there. School's a little weird, kind of being mostly virtual, a little bit of a hybrid, not really being allowed to have in-person rehearsals. So figuring out how to do that virtually, but really we're making the best of it and things are going pretty well. That's awesome. Uh, I wanted to ask about Acapella 101, uh, just to start off, because it is such a fun song. And I wanted to ask sort of where the idea for this song came from. So Acapella 101 was conceived actually my freshman year in the group. So fall of 2017, the idea came from a song called Pop 101 by Mariana's Trench. That song kind of plays on all the little things you hear in mainstream pop music. Thinking about those and seeing if we could kind of incorporate it into acapella. You know, so poking a little fun at acapella. Oh, what's something that like appears at every ICCA competition? What is something that every group does every single year, year after year? Basically just stereotypical acapella, putting that into the song, making a little parody of it. Yeah, making a little fun out of it. I think that's awesome because, you know, for a while, way back in the day, that was something that people did, right, more often. I feel like groups took uh, took themselves a little less seriously, right? Like poked fun at themselves a little bit and, and tried to make it fun. And yeah. I feel like this is like a, a throwback in some ways to that kind of era. Yeah, I, I guess it kind of is. I remember growing up and listening to a lot of parodies on YouTube, mostly by Weird Al, when, you know, YouTube was pretty much just starting out. So it definitely is kind of a throwback. Yeah. That, was it fun then to ultimately sort of come up with the tropes that you decided to use as part of the songwriting process? <laughs> yeah. I remember we were all sitting in one of the, the FS apartment pretty much, you know, some seniors lived in the house and we all just tried to think of things that happened in acapella. We thought about voices using their mics to go back and forth over their mouth to modulate the sound in live performance. We thought about Deke Sharon, who a lot of people call the father of acapella, his arrangements and how they've really grown acapella to this kind of a big industry that's around the world now. And yeah, I don't know. They've just, yeah, it was fun to answer your question. Yeah. And then, you know, was it difficult? I, I know that you personally did not do the arrangement, but I wonder, you know, once you heard it, was it fun? Like, do you feel like the, I mean, I certainly feel like the music matches the tone of the lyrics. And I wonder, you know, if you have insight into how that process went. Right. So the song was arranged by one of our alumni members. His name is Luke Dutel. It was a really super fun arrangement. When we first heard it, we were like, wow, this sounds just like Pop 101 with a bunch of little things. 
However, the lyrics were made by in-group group members. I think I came up with like one line. Ooh, and well, can you plug the line you did? I want to, I'm, I'm curious. I think I made the Deke Sharon line. Uh, right. There probably is a little bit of a disagreement with that, but I remember when we were in that room, I remember saying we got to have something about Deke Sharon in there. So, um, in terms of when, when, you know, hearing the arrangement oh, and, yeah. and how it went with the, the lyrics and sort of that whole process. So the first thing we did, I believe, was we listened to Pop 101 because we knew it was the song was going to be the same tune as Pop 101. So we could fit the lyrics into Pop 101 and then we'd pretty much just have somebody arrange Pop 101 and we'd change out the lyrics. So that was a great super fun process then once we finally got the song it was really cool it was actually pretty challenging to learn there was a lot of words yeah there was like five six seven parts lots of words there was splits in every part pretty much too so it was a difficult process but it all came together and it was so fun we sang it in our icca set in 2018 as our opener and yeah it was awesome that's really fun so you know you it's had a lot of notoriety. You've gotten a lot of, I guess, mileage kind of out of this tune. And that, you know, you used it for ICCA, as you mentioned. You submitted it and it got selected for Voices Only 2020 this year. And also, you know, competing in Upstage Aid with it. And I wonder what about this song is so, do you think makes it so special? So I think the biggest thing we always told people when they asked us about Acapella 101, why we chose it to kind of represent fundamentally sound in not just the upstage competition, but in other performances that we do, you know, around campus and wherever we travel to. And we really just think it like represents fundamentally sound. FS was created in 2005, kind of like when Collegiate Acapella was kind of getting, I guess, getting all the hype, you know, right before the Pitch Perfect movies came out, there was a lot of, you know, and the syllables were still all like funky back then. But when Fundamentally Sound was created, we just prided ourselves on being super, super goofy. Because when we were first created, like every acapella group, we weren't that good, you know, we weren't that great. We were pretty mediocre, but we prided ourselves on being able to interact with the audience, being fun, being lovable. And Acapella 101 is just that. Now it sounds pretty good, so that's nice. However, it really, when you get to see it live or even hear it, you can hear all the different little tropes and different stereotypes, and it's funny. You know, the song sounds good, but it's funny, and it makes fun of acapella, which is just what FS is about. Not making acapella, we're about being fun. Yeah, no, I get it. I think I think that's, that's awesome. I, I think we could use more of that. And I think it, even especially these days, right? These days, things feel so serious. And I think that a lot of groups, I mean, it just sort of in our world, things are very serious, but, but right. even more, bro- even sort of maybe more narrowly in acapella, people are really serious. And I don't know, I, I really appreciate having something so lighthearted and, and just like a, a, a fun bop, right? Yeah. Every year when we go into choosing our songs or picking an ICCA set, we see a lot of sets. For example, the Nor'easters, Voices, a lot of people doing really serious tests and they sound majestic. Like, don't get me wrong. They sound amazing. However, they all kind of have the same vibe of just being powerful, intense, meaningful. And we don't see as much people having fun, just like bopping around on stage, being goofy, doing acapella for the reason everybody kind of joins it is because, you know, us as members, we love singing. It's just fun for us. It makes us happy. So, you know, that's another reason why FS is FS. Yeah. So I wonder, 
here, you know, with things, you know, we, as we spoke about in the very beginning, you know, things are, are really different this year and that things are virtual. And I wonder how the group is attempting to maintain its cohesiveness and that fun element when you maybe can't be together as much as you might want to. Great question. So I'm lucky enough to live with four other members in the group. So we get to sing, we get to have fun and spend time with each other, but that still leaves out 11 members who don't live with each other. And actually none of them, we're the only ones in the group that live with each other. So everybody else is on their own with just other friends they've made on campus and stuff, which is okay. So keeping group morale high and getting people like hyped to see each other, it's been tough, but we've done things, especially when the weather was warmer, meeting up at parks, you know, we're masked up and we're being safe about it. But it's just even getting to see each other in person at a six foot distance is great. It's still fun. It's just seeing each other, seeing your best friends in the world. is just, you know, it means a lot. Yeah. I wonder, is there any opportunity for a quartet coming out of your housemates? We, yeah, we actually do sing some stuff and we actually record some stuff and we have it, we have it on this kind of Finsta fake Instagram of our house. So we call ourselves the FS house. So we call it Fish House. But yeah, we, we put, we post some singing stuff on there where we're just kind of fooling around and having fun. Awesome. Are you looking towards making music together as a group, even apart, recording your individual pieces separately and then putting them together? Is that something you're thinking about doing? Yeah. So actually, well, I guess it's not a secret. We're recording our 2020 ICCA set. We're going to release that on major streaming platforms. A lot of us just felt like we didn't really have closure this past year. And we, we had made it to semifinals, but obviously semis didn't happen. And you know, you always wonder how you're going to place there. And, you know, it didn't happen, so that's fine. But we decided we're going to record it because we're lucky enough to have a member in the group who has recording equipment and is capable of doing production well enough to go on things like Spotify, Apple Music and such. So we'll be recording those. We're also competing in the virtual ICCA in this upcoming spring. So that's going to have to be recorded as well. And we decided since we're going to have to professionally record it ourselves to get it into video, once we record it, we might as well also release that. So you'll be seeing those as well. Oh, that's exciting. So yeah. what's the process like then for choosing a set to compete that way? And I wonder if it's different than in a sort of regular year where you might have, I don't know, different opportunities to do different things. Is it harder because you can't be together? Or do you make different choices about songs or arrangements because of the challenges? The biggest challenge didn't actually come from us having to practice virtually. I think it actually came from the restriction this year on the set is that it's four minutes as opposed to the normal 12 minutes. So we decided songs virtually over Zoom. We had a spreadsheet and everything of all the songs that people nominated for song selection, which is normal. We do that every year. It's just instead of being in person to pick songs and vote on songs and talk about them. We just did it virtually. So that process really wasn't that different. It was deciding, well, do we do one or two songs in four minutes? And if we do two, how are we going to combine them? How are we going to make that work? That was probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. Do you feel ultimately satisfied with the choices that you made? I feel satisfied with the songs that we picked. They are almost done being arranged. They're pretty much done and I've heard them at least what we have so far and they're pretty good 
I guess we really just have to wait and see what they sound like when we're recorded. And I think then I'll know if I'm satisfied. Right now, I feel like I'm satisfied. I love the songs. They're so fun. I'm just hoping we can learn it virtually and be able to record it like in person alone without hearing any other parts. I wonder then, you know, so blend is a thing, right? And not being able to hear your other group mates, you know, sort of how, how, I mean, you know, there's loud and soft, obviously, but like, you know, it's all relative. And so you have to be relatively to each other. How, how do you practice doing that? So it's interesting. We had virtual auditions this year. They were over Zoom. And the one thing, pretty much the only thing we could not test over Zoom that we usually test in person with auditions was blend. We couldn't test to see if these new incoming members would blend with group members. But, you know, we just decided this person sounds really good. It looks like or sounds like they have history in singing and they've been in choir or something. So I think if they have the voice, we'll be able to kind of mel meld them into the group and get them to blend. So that's a small, that's a worry, obviously, for when we go to record. But I think, I think it'll be okay. We've, we've heard everybody sing their individual parts and everybody sounds FS. Everybody sounds like they're ready to be recorded and sing in their group virtually. Yeah. So I wonder then, you know, with outside of ICCA, are there other things? I mean, you mentioned recording, which is something that you guys are doing. Are, are there other things that you're trying to achieve this year? In terms of music, that's very up in the air because we don't really know. We d we're on a tight schedule in terms of recording because learning is taking a lot longer since it's virtual. We can only record one person at a time at our group members studio. So that's also a longer process. In terms of other stuff the group is trying to accomplish, I know we're just kind of, we're getting ready to release our album that we've recorded for the past two years. We've hinted at that on our Instagram. We're also kind of looking into, you know, there's been group members. There's members of the group who've really been a part of kind of the incidents of this summer, you know, including George Floyd and stuff. So right now we've been doing a lot of education on diversification and trying to make fundamentally sound a more inclusive environment for people who want to audition for the group. So that's not really a musical goal, but we think it's something important going forward, making sure, you know, we foster an atmosphere where everybody feels welcome to be in the group and, you know, sees us singing on stage or something and they decide, wow, that's a group I want to be a part of and not be intimidated for any reason. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's a really, I think, a noble goal. I think a lot of, you know, that's something that is really, I don't know, important these days that, that a lot of people are talking about. So I commend yeah. you for making the efforts to, to do that. Is it challenging to, to find ways to make people feel accepted and comfortable and wanting to put themselves out there? I would say it is kind of tough because, you know, if we don't have, let's say, a diverse group, then it's the issue is where where do we look to find out why we aren't getting diverse members or is it like an audition pool kind of thing or is it a vibe that fs gives off but luckily at the university of wisconsin there's some pretty good resources like the multicultural center on campus we have a great alumni network of people who've gone on to be choral educators at high schools and they obviously are working with diverse student populations all the time so getting a lot of information from them has been helping as well. 
just using our resources to our advantage to try and best gauge. You bring up a good point, which is the group's been around for 15 years at this point. And, you know, I, I wonder... What is your access to your alumni to sort of uh, ask questions, to provide feedback, maybe even fundraise? What is the network like? The network is actually awesome. We have a Facebook page that is everybody who's ever been in Fundamentally Sound. Obviously, it's a private group for members who are in FS, and you can post in there whenever you want. If you're looking for a job, if you need a place to stay because you're traveling to X part of the United States and you want to see if there's an alumni out there, they help us with providing the funds for new group uniforms at times or travel costs for ICCA and other gigs that we go to. It's really our alumni network is super accessible. I mentioned they also do a lot of arrangements for us as well. And they come to our shows and we like to have them come in sometimes and give workshops to the current group, stuff like history of FS, you know, figuring yeah. out the founding members or Sometimes we'll have them come in, talk about toxic masculinity, stuff like that. Yeah, that's really cool. So, yeah. I mean, at one point, God willing, you will be uh, an alumni yourself. And I wonder, you know, when you graduate to that role and you have an opportunity to come back and see what FS is up to, what, what do you hope to see the group doing and how would you like to see them grow? Huh, that's a good question. I don't know. I guess I would just like to see FS keep going in the direction that it's going. Right now, I think we have so many loving, awesome guys in the group who really just love making music. Our motto right in Fundamentally Sound, one it's part of our mission statement, is that we want to help people grow as musicians, but first as people. Mm. So just seeing the brotherhood that FS is and continuing to keep their eyes on the goal, you know, which is not to create like contemporary acapella. And that's great. That's our second goal, though. But just having members, having people in the group, loving them, being there for each other. I just want to see everybody have each other's backs when I'm gone. I like to think that anybody can, you know, lean on my shoulder or if they need anything, they can come to me, especially as the president of the group. I want FS to have that same energy from its members when I'm gone. I love it. Well, Borna, I am so grateful that you took some time out of your day to speak with us. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. And as we say goodbye to Borda and Fundamentally Sound from University of Wisconsin, we're going to be hearing that Acapella 101 tune we talked about so much in the beginning. Thanks again to Borna. And here is Acapella 101.